go out to the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Keep the Buckeyes conversation going with our good friend and colleague here at 92.3, the fan, Brendan Gulick, who also covers the Buckeyes and was covering the Buckeyes down in Atlanta at the Peach Bowl for Buckeyes Now uh, SI. Brendan, appreciate the time, my man. I know you have had uh, quite the, the travel schedule this week. But I'm glad that we can make this work and we can squeeze you in here this morning. Uh, happy New Year, Spence. It, uh, it it could only have been better if Ohio State would have been uh, two points better on uh, on Saturday night. So Ugh. close, man. It's going to sting for a little while, but um, it was it was an awesome week. That one hurt, man. I, I don't know if you're a, uh, a Marvel guy at all, but there's that scene from it, – it's a gift now on uh, in, the, in one of the last like big Avengers movies – where Hawkeye, who's one of the characters, is like standing in the rain. And he says, "Don't, don't give me hope." And I tweeted that out at one point because I think, like many people going into this game, like I had very low expectations. I was like, "Listen," and I think I was just setting myself up to like enjoy my New Year's Eve. Like, hey, everyone's saying they're going to lose by double digits. I'm just going to expect that that's going to happen so that I don't have to, you know, overreact to anything, and I can just kind of enjoy my night and accept that and be okay with it. And then. They give me that game, and the whole night I'm sitting there thinking, like, they're, they're actually going to pull this off. Like, they might actually get this done. And then they just rip your heart out at the end, and I was so devastated by the end of it. I mean, you're right. It was a great game, and you just wish they'd come up on the winning end of it. What was it like for you to be there in person and witness it all unfold? Um, I mean, it was one of the coolest games I've ever been to in, in any sporting event, right? Um, you know, this was a game we wanted last year. And, yeah. and I realized the personnel in, in some areas was, was different than it was last year. But, you know, Georgia still has a, a lot of the same pieces that it had last year. And, and even the pieces that they turned over on defense, it, you know, they've proven they've had a really good defense this year. Um, man, I, I really didn't think I was going to be in such the minority, but it, it kind of turned out I was. I I expected Ohio State to compete, and I, I picked them to win by two points. I really thought that they could pull this off. Um, look, we're, we're talking about a Georgia team that gave up 500 passing yards to LSU in the SEC yeah. championship game. Ohio State's offensive line has been very good this year, and I felt going into the game, as long as they could keep Stroud upright, give him enough time for things to get going, that they didn't need to have any great balance between the pass game and the run game, that they don't need to run the football against Georgia for 200 yards to win. Just running it up for them to respect it. If if CJ could move the pocket a little bit, and if he could pick up a couple first downs with his feet, um, I, I thought he could have a big day. You know, Georgia's secondary has been good. They've got some good athletes. But, you know, it, we're talking about a kid that, I mean, it, it's, it's a shame that he's going to be judged at Ohio State by the fact that he didn't beat Michigan, he didn't win a Big Ten title, and he didn't win a college football playoff game. And to say it that, abruptly it's just not fair um he's won some big games man he the, the penn state game on the road was incredible he opened the year with a win over notre dame he he won the rose bowl with an epic comeback last year you know he he is i thought he played his absolute butt off and and his best game as a buckeye on saturday night um the 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 thing that i agree i guess bugged me the most is what you can't really control. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking out at the field late in the game in crunch time. And I, I don't mean any disrespect at all to Joe Royer or Sam Hart or Jaden Ballard, but 
when, when you're trying to figure out a way to beat Georgia, you're right there late in the game. This isn't like there's an outside chance. You literally are right there to beat the Georgia Bulldogs. And you don't have Jackson Smith and Jigba or Marvin Harrison or Cade Stover or Travion Henderson or Mayan Williams on the field. It's like, that sucks. You know, you, you, you feel like you're trying to pull something off with, with a group of guys that isn't even close to being your, your full complement of talent. I think Ohio State proved that when they are fully healthy, they've got the best offense in the country. I know the defense had, had some rougher moments, but I thought they played better than they did against Michigan. Um, Ohio State unquestionably belonged on that stage, and uh, it's, it's just – Sometimes you lose, man. It just yeah, stinks. Yeah. It's really the that's, best way to put it. That's football for sure. Well, you mentioned it, so I'll go here next with you because, yeah, I mean, I, there's going to be a lot of people who do look back and judge C.J. Stroud based on, you know, the 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 empty trophy case, I guess, if you will. No wins against Michigan, no national championships, no college football playoff wins. What is his legacy at Ohio State in your eyes? Because I do think he showed people some things in this game over the weekend. I, I continually kind of said there was something about Justin Fields. And, and Stroud might be a better overall passer than Justin Fields was. But there was something about Justin Fields that you knew when he got on that stage, he was going to raise his level of play and he was going to raise the level of the play of those around him. And I don't know that we had seen that a ton from Stroud. And probably because we didn't have the opportunity to, right? Because you don't beat Michigan. You end up playing in the Rose Bowl. That was the first time we really saw it. And then you get it on Saturday night. That was the first time I really felt like, okay, Shroud can be that guy. He is that guy. And I thought that was really impressive by him. I mean, without a doubt, that was the best we've seen CJ play. Um, if, if for nothing else, I thought it was the best defensive line that he's played against. Yeah. <clears throat> and so you know, watching the way that he just stayed poised because it's not like Georgia didn't pressure him, right? It's not like he was just camping out back there with all day to throw and, and no worries. He got sacked four times and he definitely, he definitely had some, you know, chaotic situations. I thought the best play he made in the whole game was the third touchdown that Ohio state scored right after steel chambers had an interception, you know, three plays later, he got really, the, the, the pocket collapsed pretty quickly and, he just he looked dead in, in, for a sack, and it was it, the play looked like it was over. And somehow he avoided a, you know, giving up a sack. Rolls to his right and finds Marvin in the back corner of the end zone. And to me, when that put Ohio State up twenty-one to seven, that that changed the tone of that game in a big way. It wasn't just okay, hey, you know, we're we're trading scores, we're going blow for blow. Ohio State had a takeaway, and then bang, capitalized. And and to me, like you know, you're going to absorb some some hits. Um, but I, I don't know that Georgia expected that. And it, 14 points was the largest deficit that Georgia had faced yeah. all season. And Ohio State had it twice. Um, you know, to go back to your question on legacy, it's, it, I guess it's kind of how you want to define legacy. The, the kid's a two-time Heisman finalist. I honestly think C.J. Stroud, this is going to sound almost outrageous, I think C.J. Stroud went from being like a – like a top 15 pick in the NFL draft to legitimately being a top five pick, maybe the number one. Pick oh, I don't, I don't think that's a stretch at all. Brennan. What he did on Saturday. Night. I, I, I think mean, that game that one game. Yeah. I think that game against that team with has a ton of NFL talent in its own right in Georgia. 
Like that's going to do a lot for the scouts who are. And it's funny because we started the season thinking this class was going to be awesome. Like, oh, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud. And then I think as the season played out, people were like, is this class really that good? But you get that performance from him. And even Bryce Young had a good game. I think both those guys certainly increased their draft stock. And I don't think it's that far-fetched to say that at all. Brendan Gulick joining us on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Covers the Buckeyes for Buckeyes Now, part of the Fan Nation Network of the SI um, family, and you can follow Brendan on Twitter at BrendanGulick22. I, I sort of led in with the the Ryan Day conversation, and Brendan, I'll, I'll fully admit, like, I was emotional, I was hyperbolic after the loss to Michigan, questioning if Ryan Day was the guy, and you can call me out on that if you want here in this segment. I'll, I'll, take, I'll, I'll take all of it. I, I have to own it at this point. But I, I do think, like, part of my criticism just came from the fact that He's held in the same esteem as the Kirby Smarts, the Jim Harbaugh's, the the uh, Nick Sabans, and when he's had chances to play those guys, they've gotten the better of him. And so, yeah, he's doing it against these lower level teams, but can he do it on that stage? And so he shut me up the other night. I mean, he coached maybe the game of his life, um, put them in position to win, even without some a handful of key players. I was really impressed by what he did. What did we learn, I guess, about Ryan Day, you think, on Saturday night in that game against Georgia? I, I'm I'm just glad that, you know, he put together the performance that he did because I agree. I also thought it was one of the best games that he's ever coached. I love the emotion I saw from him on the sideline. It, it, I think it's funny. You know, Kirk Herbstreet said this. Actually, I, uh, I saw this after the game. I don't know that he said it on the air, uh, but Chris Fowler put up a uh, like a 15-minute you know, nightcap recap, I guess, um, where when they're flying from Atlanta to Los Angeles for the Rose Bowl today, uh, Kirk Herbstreet was on the flight, and it was Pat McAfee, David Pollock, Reese Davis, and, and uh, Fowler all together. And they just, for 15 minutes, were talking about the semifinal games. And, and Kirk made a comment. He's like, man, Ryan Day told us in our production meetings leading up to this game, that they were literally going to throw everything they could at Georgia. They were going to they were going to game plan to to just give them every different look they can and and fight literally every minute of the game. And Kurt goes, you know, a lot of coaches say that, but not a lot of them do it. And he goes, Ryan Day put so much out there that mm. that Georgia had trouble with it. Um, and it was I just thought it was cool to see the raw emotion from a guy who obviously is, has had his name dragged through the mud a little bit, you know? Yeah. I can't actually imagine what it must be like to be the head coach of a team that's lost your rivalry in back-to-back years when the rivalry is as meaningful as Ohio State-Michigan. You know, at the end of the day, man, like, that's got to be a pretty lonely feeling. And I know you're all in it together as a team and a coaching staff, but you know, it's it's a tough thing to, to go through what those guys have gone through, losing to Michigan twice. And when you get gifted a second chance to show that, you know, hey, you're you're still one of the four best teams in the country and and you got a shot to go prove it, what are you gonna do with it? Um it's it's a pretty impressive motivator. And the fact that Ohio State was counted out by everybody, and I mean everybody, I I, I will never forget on Friday night, opening up an article in The Athletic where 29 of the 30 national college football experts they had picked Georgia. And that was just on The Athletic. I saw everywhere I looked, 
there were so few people that were even giving Ohio State a sniff. I think that is such a motivating factor for a team that is just loaded with talent and and with the exception of one game all year, basically boat raced everybody they played. So, um, look, the Buckeyes belong on that stage. Ohio State is unquestionably good enough to win the national championship this year. It just didn't happen, and it's it's yeah. a huge bummer. But um, it's not because they got lucky, and it certainly isn't because they they didn't deserve to be there. I mean, I was blown away. He used C.J. Stroud as a runner. I, w- I mean, that, it was incredible. Yeah. It was like a whole new look and a whole new thing that we had been just, you know, we've been banging the table to do it, and he hadn't done it, and they finally started working that in, and it, it paid dividends. Really, really quickly here, Brendan, like 10 to 20 seconds. Was this the best college football playoff semifinals we've seen? Oh, in, in over the course of the weekend, those two games back-to-back. The only thing I'll say is this. If and I haven't seen the ratings yet, but if the ratings weren't good on Saturday night from New Year's Eve, they should never even contemplate playing college football game on New Year's Eve again because those games were bonkers. Yeah, they were so good, so good. Brendan Gulick, you can follow him on Twitter at Brendan Gulick twenty two. He's a colleague of ours at ninety two through the fan, but also covers the Buckeyes for Buckeyes Now, part of the Fan Nation Network. On SI. Brendan, uh, you know I appreciate you, man. I am so grateful you made some time for us this morning to recap what was an awesome game. Uh, get some sleep, I hope, this week, and Happy New Year to you, my friend. <laughs> Happy New Year to, new, uh, to you, too. And, uh, hey, I heard you have Fanta coming on earlier. Tell him I said hey. I will. I will. Yeah, he should be joining us in about uh, 20 minutes, so I'll let him know. Thank you, Brendan. Love it. Talk to you soon. Yep, appreciate you, man. Brendan Gulick, Buckeyes Now, SI. Good stuff from him. And he joined us on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Mala. Let's take a break. We'll recap that. We'll get back into some Browns and we get ready for John Fanta. That's all coming your way next on The Fan.